Hey, Take 3 listeners, it is Jordan here, and I first wanted to say that we here at Take 3 know that there are other podcasts you could be listening to during this period of isolation, but we do thank you for choosing ours. Uh, I'm sure that you are well aware of the state of the world at the moment, and there's a lot of what-ifs and unknowns and uh, how-do-I-know-what-to-trust happening right now. And I wanted to offer just a bit of relief before we start this episode. Uh, I am an avid listener of the podcast called This Week in Virology, or TWIV for short. Uh, And if you're looking for a trustworthy source, TWIV releases weekly episodes covering updates with COVID-19. They pride themselves on putting data first and sort of dismantling conspiracy theories if they aren't backed up. And they have a batch of experts from the field every week to deliver current events. Now, the podcast usually focuses on discussing like current events with epidemiology and virology, but over the last few weeks, they've, you know, obviously uh, solely covered the coronavirus. Uh, I trust them to provide the facts and recommendations on how to navigate this difficult time, and you should definitely uh, give them a listen, and you should tell them we sent you. Again, they are This Week in Virology. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're on all major podcast apps, uh, but they're also online at microbe.tv slash twiv. Again, that's microbe.tv slash t-w-i-v. Uh, hope that helps, and uh, now I'll stop talking so you guys can listen to the episode. Thanks for your support, guys. Take one. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I think that that's actually copyrighted. I don't know. I think it is. If I can sing that. That doesn't stop anyone, but... Okay. For he's a say... jolly good fellow. <laughs> it's Jordan's birthday, everybody. It is indeed. Or it will be. Well, yeah, it's not today, but it will be uh, if you guys listen to this the day it's published. Because it's your birthday, I said, hey, do you want to do, you know, something that you pick specifically to do because it's your birthday? And then you were like, yeah, I'll think of something. And then you never told me what it was. So I am completely blind. I have no idea what we're doing. The plot twist here is I haven't actually thought of anything and we're just going to talk for a half hour. I'm just kidding. That's not the case. I was like, Um, that sounds like you. That sounds like a joke you would play on me. No, it's going to sound like that's the case for a little bit. But I promise you it is like this is the craziest thing probably that's ever happened to me. Um, I know that we had discussed, maybe we do a quick take on like, uh, or do another double take with maybe two movies that I really love. And I think we were thinking about doing, um, like Neon Demon and Bad Times at the El Royale together in one episode. But I realized like, I love both of those movies so much that at some point I just want to do a full episode on both of them. So I don't want to do that anymore. So The last few days I've been trying to think about what we wanted to do and I had an idea and I finally, you know, thought of something and I had a movie in mind and don't say anything yet because I want to explain to them before you react. But I asked you yesterday if you had seen the movie Indecent Proposal and you said no. And I was like, that was this morning. Oh, was it this morning? You said no. I hadn't seen it either. And so we kind of just brushed it off. Uh, Also, for the last like three weeks, my hair has been dyed like a blue silver just because I wanted to. I'm stuck at home and I don't really have to go into the office or anything or seem unprofessional. Uh, So I decided to do that and it started to fade and I was like, I'm tired of hiding this. I'm tired of putting it under a hat whenever I have to do um, like webcam uh, work meetings. So I'm just going to dye it back to 
brown. So that's what we did the last hour. And while I sat and waited for the dye to set, I was like, hey, let's watch an episode of Community. So we watched an episode of Community. I believe it was season two, episode 22. Is that what we just watched? Yeah. It's around then. It's the episode. Um, <clears throat> I Actually, I won't say what it's about. It's kind of a spoiler. But um, if you're familiar with the show, in this particular episode, Troy and Abed uh, get an offer from Pierce to sell their handshake to Pierce. And they both look at each other and they say, indecent proposal. And I freaked out. I flipped out a little bit. Uh, and I'll tell you why in a second. But uh, luckily I was able to cover it up because that's when you were like, is that why you asked me if I had seen Indecent Proposal? And I was like, yeah, totally. That's why I asked you if you had seen Indecent Proposal. And now I know I said it's going to seem like I kind of came up with this as we watched that episode. That is not the case. I came up with this idea last night because I want you to guess what the number one movie was on April 24th of 1993 is, which is the day I was born. Um, Titanic. Incorrect. It was Indecent Proposal. Indecent Proposal was the movie that was number one on the charts the day I was born. Oh, wow. The fact that we watched that one community episode that brought up that movie blows my absolute fucking mind. Yeah, that was nuts. <laughs> it was insane. And you can look that up. That's not me. Like, it, it sounds like oh, I didn't have any ideas and like, oh, there's this movie mentioned in this episode. Let's just grab that and hold on to it. No, you can look it up. That's the movie that was number one on my birthday. So that is what we're going to do this episode. Um, it seems very much like a cheesy 90s romance flick, which is fine by me. But I figured we could do like a mini take one and then like a take two afterwards after we watch it. Is that something that you're OK with? OK, cool. Yeah, no, I'm excited, <laughs> but I have no I don't know anything about this movie. I wish I had more to contribute uh, to this take one, but have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I the only thing I've only watched a trailer for it uh, so I know the basic premise and I know how it ties into that specific community episode I'm ready if you are <laughs> okay yeah sure <laughs> okay do you find yourself binging tv shows and quoting movies well look no further than the we like to say we're experts podcast join Evan and Nicole a husband and wife team on Thursdays, as they review movies and TV shows, as well as brighten your day with funny news stories. Listen to We Like to Say We're Experts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the podcast platform of your choice. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram at Experts Podcast to see what will be reviewed next and interact with the hosts. Take two. I want to extend my apologies for making you watch that movie. I'm taking back your birthday. <laughs> it is no longer your birthday. <laughs> that was bad, y'all. That was not good. It's not the kind of movie that I stay away from. Like I was excited about I – mean, again, I knew nothing about this. So seeing that Demi Moore and Woody Harrelson were in it, I was like, well, if this is a, you know, a romantic comedy and it's fun and enjoyable uh i will enjoy it but it, it to me it was not fun at all it just sucked no. the fun out of the situation completely like it wasn't funny um it, it was just very serious and sad the whole time the the premise in itself like the idea of it, it isn't my issue like i think that that's a pretty interesting premise it's thought-provoking 
Yeah. I think the pacing in this movie was just way off. The pacing was awful. There was a lot of cuts that just were not explained at all. Like it seemed like months and months went by without any explanation. I think her transition into like falling in love with yeah. fucking Mr. Rich was like, I don't even remember his name. Like, John Cage. Cage? Yeah. Um, it just didn't or make Joe sense. Joe Cage, I don't know. Yeah. And it, it, I think the reason... The, the premise of the movie is interesting. I think if it were executed better, it would have been a much more interesting movie. But it scares me to think that anyone would believe that like this is at all a good relationship or like something to base your own relationship off yeah. of. Like, I think that's what concerns me most about this movie is that someone might think that this is a representation of true love. When it's not at all. I wrote down it mocks monogamy and promiscuity. Like it doesn't make (laughs) either of those situations look okay. Uh, Yeah. And then how Woody Harrelson changed in that dramatic like chase after her after after he had just walked out of the room. And then he's Mm -hmm. like, no, I changed my mind. And then it's a music video when he's running upstairs. And (laughs) the whole thing like the editing – uh, was bad and as an editor myself I don't blame the editor I blame the director because the director was the one that told him to make or to to, told the individual to make those ridiculous cuts I think this movie yeah. was heavily re- let down by Adrian Lynn who was the director and uh, I just what what was the uh Rotten Tomato score I wasn't allowed oh, to look it up during the, the movie. both the audience score and the critic score were like 30s and 40s it was not good at all awesome it sucks because i think there was a i recognized a lot of stuff that could have been good i think the whole hippo motif kind of came out of nowhere and it was a little bit abrupt it Um, was like oh here's this thing one time that i'm supposed to pay attention to and then five minutes later it's now used as like the crux of the the relationship getting back together Right. So I'm saying like if that were brought up in the beginning yeah. or like if it was something that was carried on throughout the whole movie, I feel like it would have made more sense. But that was not it at all. And the whole part in the beginning where he's like, yeah, she makes me look at things a different way. Like it just it seems like all of these things were just sort of just put into the movie to try and make it seem like it's this big happy romance or story. this deep intellectual yeah. like the speech that he gives at the end. Yeah. Uh, about being a better pro- – I, I mean I, I don't even it, – it's just like it's – I don't even remember these long monologues that these characters give and it's like I just don't care what y'all are saying because I don't care about you because the story <laughs> – Every single man, every single male character in this movie is awful. Um, I think – like the, re, re, seriously because it's – this movie is about controlling this one woman and her her way of navigating it and – it sucks. And I feel like the, the again, again, the premise of the movie is great. Like if you can explore the morality of someone coming to a couple and saying, I want to buy your wife for a night. It, maybe it's the generational gap. I don't know if people in the 90s were like this, but you and I the whole time were like, yes, do it. Like you have a, we were in that a million dollars. Yeah. I would have, I would have gone with Robert Redford in, in a heartbeat. I would have been like, yes. And and I feel like, and I even said this during the, the movie, if they had said no, that would have loomed over them their entire relationship. Yeah. Whereas if they both agreed to go ahead and do it, I feel like it's one thing, you get a better life out of it, 
And it's like, you don't, you don't think about it anymore. Like, it's just, it's just, it's done, but you're living so much better. And I guess you could argue that like, it's his whole, like he's kind of stalking her at the end and he kind of just wants to have her. And, but still, even the decisions there, like you just say no. And when he stalks you at your workplace, you call the police. Like it's just, these decisions were awful. If these two individuals truly trusted each other, Right. Then I don't think it would have been an issue. I mean, it wouldn't have like, been. You're right. It felt very much like, and and it wasn't it wasn't um, verbalized this way, but it was like uh, once she's had sex with someone else, once my domain has been given to another man, it felt very like uh, controlling territorial. and territorial over. Yeah. <laughs> Over Demi Moore, they definitely did not think this through very much, and they were clearly not ready for a situation like this. No, no. I think you're right. Like, and and you said that during the movie as well. Like, the whole thing here is trust. Yeah, and I feel like that is the basis of a good relationship, and clearly that is something that they did. No, let me rephrase that. That is something that Woody Harrelson's character did not have. Because Demi Moore was fully ready to just forget everything, but it was Woody Harrelson's prodding and poking and going through her personal belongings that made this whole thing turn sour. Yeah, it portrays the man in this situation as someone who is just very insecure, untrusting. Um, and I, I get that that's that's the point of the movie, but like, but give us something else because I feel like that it's it is. I feel like there is this. There's something there. There's something here with this story that could be successful. There is this moral debate of like, can I still interact? Like, can I still live my life with my partner the same way after something like this happens? I think just the way that this all transpired in this particular movie, terrible, terrible job to to portray it that way. I don't know. Uh, maybe uh, it, it, there were some clever aspects at the end, the last kind of conversation between Robert Redford and Demi Moore. He was saying those things clearly to make her be like, okay, I got to go. Yeah. Like he was like, I needed to end it because I know that they're meant to be together, not us. Mm-hmm. But what we had just seen and and how rapid fire it came at us, yeah. that seemed rushed and ill-planned. Mm-hmm. I also think that the whole buying the hippo for a million dollars, like that in the right context is very sweet. If we had had that whole hippo thing, the whole movie, knowing that that was something that like brought their relationship closer. And if the whole breakup made more sense, then yes, sacrificing the million dollars for a hippo to kind of bring everything back together. That makes sense. Uh, but in the moment, it was just stupid. See, I, I it's in the just right, stupid. It's just see, stupid. <sighs> I guess my point is, again, there was something there. Had yeah. it been executed properly, it would have been better. But I think it, it would have been better, but I still would have just been like in a realistic world. Like the whole reason that you did this and you put your relationship on the line was for this money. And yeah. now suddenly at first it's like I don't want this money and it's like, okay, well then you just ruined your relationship for nothing. Yeah. And then no, I'm going to get this money even though I'm uh, getting divorced. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy an animal. Like what the fuck? No, see, see – no. I thought that was really dumb. <laughs> I see. I don't know because I think in the right context, I feel like that would be very sweet because at the end he's like saying clearly none of this matters. The money does not matter to me. I just want – you 
like fuck the money, whatever. Let's let's mend this relationship. But it was not a relationship that I was rooting for. It was not. It was not one that I was like, yes, please get back together. Please make this right. Like I, yeah, it, it was, was like stupid. these three people need to get as far away from each other yes. as possible. They're just toxic people. And well, I mean, it seemed like it was working at first, but this situation truly broke apart these two people. And well, we, and then for them to, I guess, wind up back together at the end, it was just. Very. We never got a chance to see how that money changed them. We didn't yeah. even see them like get a, a a new house, new furniture. That nothing was done with that money. Like if it was something where they were like, "Oh, we have all this money," suddenly we realize, "Oh, maybe it wasn't worth it. Maybe this like money can't buy happiness." And and it was just wrong. Just everything about this was wrong. Happy birthday to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry that and, – and during the movie, I went to look up just because I was curious to see what movie was number one on your birthday. And fuck you. You had fucking Death Becomes Her, which is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it truly will, is hysterical. I will link uh, the website that I looked up. It's like – it's a cool little website where it has like drop-down menus where you can put in your birthday and it will show you what movie was number one. So I'll link that in the description for anyone else who is curious let us know. I'm curious to know what movie was number one on your birthday. And uh, and also what you think about this disaster. Yeah, hopefully it's better than Indecent Proposal. It, this As soon as this movie started, I'm like, there has to be some kind of like Family Guy or South Park episode that mocks this in some way. <laughs> sure. I haven't seen Ghost or The Notebook, but I can imagine that they're very similar to something like this. Um why why do you just bring up Ghost in the Notebook? Because those seem like very cheesy romance movies. I haven't seen either of them, but that just it seemed like it was in the same vein. Gotcha, gotcha. I I mean, I'm kind of ill prepared to figure out what went wrong just because I mean, this is very fresh. We normally cut to a take 3, but I'm okay with not doing that. Yeah, I don't want to do any more re- <laughs> I don't want to research this. I I think I just want to say that I I didn't like it and I think that overall uh, this was a script and a directing problem. Not that the performances were bad that or the performances that the director got out of the actors, but um, the way that the movie flowed was just very strange and disjointed. And, and a, a lot of scenes, again, felt like they were just out of a music video. And I don't really know if this is this director's style. Um I'm looking up right now what other movies he's done. He did Lolita, Unfaithful, Jacob's Ladder, Flashdance. It's Adrian Lin for anyone who's interested. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't know any of, oh, Fatal Attraction. Yeah, I don't know any of these Oh, movies. okay. Well, so I've seen Fatal Attraction is really good. We could have watched that. That was, uh. <laughs> Sorry, that came out in 87. That was. Yeah. <laughs> six years before. Jordan was like, don't make me feel bad about this when we record this. <laughs> I was like, I want you to feel terrible about this. They were born on the wrong weekend. <laughs> Blame my parents, if anything. <laughs> this was an interesting experiment. Uh, it and was. We finally and found a movie with a lower Rotten Tomato score than The Village. Yeah, but The Village was actually a good movie. Village is uh, great, and it has like a 40-something on Rotten Tomatoes for some reason. So I think it was a fun experiment, and I thought it would be a fun game. Uh, and I don't think we've ever done – A, we've never done an episode where – have we done an episode where neither of us have seen the movie? Lord of the Rings. 
Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, Stacy had seen it. True, true. I don't think we've ever done a movie where neither of us really knew anything about it. I think that was a fun experiment. And I think we should maybe do it again with maybe some tweaks to it where we just kind of pick a random movie and we both just talk about it. And I also think we've not done a movie yet that we completely hated. So um, that both of us have completely hated. Yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of fun just to hate talk a movie. I don't know. <laughs> that's a good point. So let me ask you this then. I have not seen the notebook i've not seen ghost i've not i'm really not those are movies that are good ghost and and the notebook are actually well made well done movies i, I guess, hated this i i guess i have very little experience with this sort of genre which is sort of like older romance movies and i guess i'm asking you like how is the notebook and ghost and other movies like this different is it just like a story thing like how yeah I, so i think i think it, Again, in this, and I don't know if I actually finished my thought from earlier, but um, this movie was also let down by the script. I mean, just the yeah. the way that the story flows, you can't just blame on the director. I mean, the scenes, scene to scene, is definitely problematic, but uh, there had to have been a script, and I, I don't know how good it was, but it it seemed like it was. Uh, <laughs> It didn't didn't translate to screen very well. Mm. It, you know, it's hard to blame a writer because you don't know. I haven't read the screenplay, but um, this is a problematic movie. I agree. And like Ghost, the romance is, is played up better. It's more fun and enjoyable. I like the characters more. Whoopi Goldberg mm-hmm. does a really wonderful job in it. Obviously, there's some cheesy, unrealistic aspects of Ghost, but I think this, <laughs> even though it's set in you know reality, is also cheesy and unrealistic. <laughs> Did you cry during the Notebook when you watched the Notebook? Pro- yeah, first time I think because I didn't know what was actually. There's a twist in the Notebook. Um, I feel like we've talked about the Notebook, and I feel like you probably from- know the twist. If you don't, you know, like yeah. nowadays, it's it's pretty. Um, widely known but there is a twist in the notebook and i think the twist when it's revealed it's kind of like oh whoa and you yeah you probably get emotional that's a sad movie so i guess what i was going to ask is then like is the twist what makes people cry so like if i already know the twist if i watch it am i not going to be as emotional or no i think you still be emotional i mean it is a nicholas sparks book you translated so it's a bunch of white people kissing you know that i mean that's every single story he's ever written Mm -hmm. um straight white people that's that's fine it has its audience and everything but it's it's one of those stories so it's it feels like maybe now um with my taste maybe it might feel a little bit more hallmarky than it does or than it did back when i saw it so yeah but like you're you're so anti-cheesiness and anti-tropes and and calling out those things and not liking them, that it almost precludes you from enjoying an entire genre of film, <laughs> which is this romantic story. I mean, not clearly not a romantic comedy because I didn't laugh one time in this film. This film was no. dreary and dreadful. I um, laughed, but not because it was funny. Not because the yeah, story we laughed was at how funny. stupid it was. <laughs> but um, uh, you know, romantic comedies like sweet romantic movies, um, romantic dramas. They're just filled with tropes. Yeah, I think I asked because we just got off of Titanic. We just recently released Titanic, and that movie surprised me because I feel like for the longest time I assumed that that movie was just another one of these like super tropey, super romantic, super sappy 
movies and I enjoyed it. I really, really loved it. So I think, I don't know, I think maybe that broke the mold for me and I'm now interested in wanting to explore more of these types of movies. Yeah. Um, that's, I, I, I'm purely curious about the ghost in the notebook. I don't know why those two specifically came up. Yeah. I mean, the, the Titanic is in my opinion, really well done, but there are probably people out there that think that's really cheesy and, and stupid, or at least that love story aspect of yeah. it. I don't know. At, the, at least the Titanic was fun. <laughs> Even like the Vegas scenes, like the first time they cut to Vegas, I know this is like completely, yeah. we've like gone back. There's no music. <laughs> it's just, they just cut to this scene of Vegas and then they're inside this like kind of dreary looking casino. And it's, it's really not clear what the pl- – because let me outline the scene for you. They're in bed. They just got done talking about the debt that they're in and the money that they owe. They're both like tossing and turning. Demi Moore is in some kind of fever dream about – like she's muttering in her sleep about her debts. Woody Harrelson is like, hey, wake up. I have an idea. Next shot, they're in Vegas. What's yeah. their idea? And I'm like it, they cannot be stupid enough to think that they are going to – solve their debts by gambling in Vegas. Yeah, and what Turns gave out, him this idea? I just I don't, I don't know. I don't know. He just he suddenly thinks that like, oh, I'm going to go gamble and that's how we're going to get the money. Miraculously, he does. He gets 29, what was the number? $29,000? 25. I don't know. I think it was like 25 oh, somewhere 25, in that range. Yeah, and 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 then he loses it all. Like next scene, it's all gone. I don't. I couldn't solve the issues that this movie has. I don't. No. Maybe no. I could pick out things that I would change, but I don't know that it would be able to to fix this movie. I wonder. I I might look this up. I'm not going to read it by any means, but this movie was based off a book, and I wonder if the book was any better. I'll have to look into that. Oh, it was. Um, See, yeah. yeah. I again don't know anything about this, and it, and thankfully, like if this was a great movie, I'd be sitting here being like, oh shit, I want to do a take three on this. You know, I want to. <laughs> I want to, but I don't give a fuck. I mean, and I hope you guys don't either because you're not going to get one. (laughs) Anyway, well, thank you for at least indulging. No problem. Yeah. I mean, I was excited. I was, I was clearly uh, along for the ride. Whatever you decided, I was uh, in for it. But I was definitely not thinking that this was going to be the route. But uh, it still was interesting. It's still a fun discussion. Yeah, all the stars aligned. We watched Community, and that came up. I was like, okay, this is a sign. This is uh, this clearly is bound to happen, or is supposed to happen. But uh, yeah, that episode of Community was way, 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 way better <laughs> than this movie. All right, well, thank you. No problem. Happy birthday! Thanks. I did um, smile a lot tonight, like laughing at the movie and discussing this made me smile. So I, I'd call it a success. In that yeah, regard. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you enjoyed laughing at this movie. I'm glad that you are alive on your 27th birthday. Ugh, thanks. Someday when I turn 27, I hope it's as good <laughs> as... You've been 27 for what, three years now? No. Four years? What are you talking about? Ten years? I am 19 years old. Bullshit. <laughs> when I was 25, I decided to stop aging emotionally, <laughs> physically, mentally. I'm done. And how, how many years have you been 25 now? Um, One. It, it will be three. No, <laughs> shut up. 